27 minutes before the top of the hour. America, back with you. Bill Martinez live. And with us right now is David Rubin, the former mayor of Shiloh, Israel, in the region of Samaria, known to most of the world as the West Bank. And, uh, David, as always, it's great to have you on with us. How you doing, buddy? Well, thank you. Good to be with you. Well, um, in um, your latest news release, uh, of course, a lot going on with Israel, Iran, uh, you know, the, you know, it looks like, uh, you know, something's going to happen sooner than later. Uh, the United States uh, definitely in, in conflict with, uh, you know, the foreign policy and the security policy for Israel right now. And I know a lot of people here in America are uncomfortable with this current administration's position on this whole situation. And it appears more and more that what happened in the White House uh you know, last month between Benjamin Netanyahu and President Obama wasn't necessarily as warm and fuzzy as the administration would want you to think. Well, they, they tried to paint that picture uh, that uh, the United States is standing with Israel and Israel and the United States are standing together. Uh, President Obama is a great friend of Israel. Uh, that, that was the image that was brought across. and it, But unfortunately, it's not what actually went on behind the scenes. Uh, behind the scenes, there were there were threats and and uh, threats from the Obama administration against Israel uh, that Israel had better not launch a preemptive strike against Iran to stop Iran's nuclear weapons program. And I I think we have to put it into into perspective. We have to understand that the the Iranian ayatollahs, who are the most extreme Muslim fanatics. If they get into their hands the nuclear bomb, then not not only Israel is threatened by that, but the United States and the free world as well. Exactly. Well, you know, here, you know, you've got a meeting coming up with Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and the Palestinian Authority Prime Minister uh, Fayyad. And, you know, this comes, you know, after two years of, of these two men not even having any talks whatsoever. So what is the significance of this meeting? Well, I have to tell you, the meeting was was supposed to be held uh, just yesterday, mm-hmm. and uh, Fayad canceled at the last minute. Uh, he he sent one of his junior surrogates instead, and he uh, instead he sent he sent with one of those junior surrogates a threatening letter to Prime Minister Netanyahu from the. Uh, the president of the Palestinian Authority, Mahmoud Abbas, uh, basically a threatening letter saying that if Israel doesn't uh, accept the, the diktat of of the Palestinian Authority, uh, then then they're they're going to drop out from the the whole so-called peace process. And frankly, these uh, these so-called Palestinians have have an incredible amount of arrogance for for people that didn't even exist 40 years ago. Exactly. Well, and the thing is, it's interesting, is that how do you, you know, and bless Benjamin Netanyahu's heart for being open to meet with them, because here you've got, you know, the Palestinian Hamas and Islamic Jihad terrorists. They've been firing rockets at Israeli cities. I mean, how do you sit down and talk with somebody that's firing rockets at you, and uh, now they want to, uh, you know, you know, sit down and talk with you. It just seems like, uh, philosophically, your world's apart here. Well, I'm, I'm sorry to burst the bubble, 
of, of many people who, who believe that uh, that it's a, it's a good thing to meet with unrepentant terrorists and to, and to have sit down and have diplomatic talks with unrepentant terrorists. Uh, I, I just don't think that it's a, it's a process that works, and I don't think that it's morally right. Let's, let's look at what's going on on the American side, where, where we have the Obama administration sitting down with Iran, uh, sitting back, back with these, these wild-eyed, fanatical ayatollahs who hate America, who hate everything that America represents, and they're, they're sitting down with them, having a chat about how to possibly uh, reduce the threat from the Iranian nuclear weapons program. And it's just an insane thing. You don't sit down with terrorists. And right. Prime Minister Netanyahu is, is acting under pressure from the Obama administration in meeting with these terrorists. And there was a time when, when we didn't meet with terrorists. There was a time, uh, you know, just go, go back about uh, 60, 70 years to World War II when the United States, um, under after a lot of prodding uh, from Winston Churchill and others, went to war against the Nazis and, and Adolf Hitler and, and just destroyed them, wiped them out, and uh, the enemies of the United States uh, were bombed to oblivion. And uh, at, at the end of the war, uh, the, the United States and the other allies dictated the terms to the uh, to the losers, to the Germans, right? And 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 because of that, uh, Germany is is in the in the free world now. But uh, but it's only because the terms were dictated to them. There, there there was no no there wasn't this sense of compromising and and sitting down and having a cup of coffee with those who want to destroy you. Well, you know, and, and to your point, David, uh, and this is the thing, you know, people need to wake up because we have been uh, formed by a growing culture that says you can sit down with your enemy. And, uh, of course, President Obama came out and said it during, you know, the 2008 uh, election cycle that he would meet with our enemies uh, without precondition. And you're sitting there going, whoa, how astounding is that? But yet we, you know, there was a, there was a, there were many citizens here in America thought, hey, well, that's, that's novel. That's that. Okay. We can consider that. Are you kidding me? I mean, you don't have anything in common with them. Your sense of reality and their sense of reality are poles apart. And uh, how do you sit down? And, and, and the basic elements of communication is that you have to both have, you know, some, some unity of what it is that you're talking about. But if your end game is so diametrically opposed to the other person's end game, and you're not even looking at the same objective uh, in some sort of, you know, reasonable and understandable compromise, I mean, there, there's no way that you can forward any kind of communication. No, no, you can't. And uh, look, let's, let's look back at, at former President Ronald Reagan, uh, you know, one of the great presidents and foreign policy in American history, and he he met with Gorbachev. But but when he met with him, it was basically to let him know that he is not compromising in any way, shape, or form. And he went full forward with with the space um, uh, the the space defense program, the system, yes, right, uh, which was which was right, which was dubbed Star Wars mm -hmm. by cynical media. 
but but the reality is that that Gorbachev just buckled under to it. He he realized that there was not going to be any form of compromise, and that was very clear. But when when you when they're talking with the Iranians now uh, about possibly having some sort of arrangement whereby the West can live with an Iranian nuclear program, well, I, I mean that's just playing with fire. Yes, exactly. We're, we're not talking about. We're not talking about Switzerland getting a nuclear bomb. We're not talking about Australia getting a nuclear bomb. We're talking about Iran um, getting a nuclear bomb. As I, and as I explained very clearly in my book, The Islamic Tsunami, Israel and America in the Age of Obama, they, these fanatics will stop at nothing to destroy the free societies that they, that they are up against. And uh, the the United States of America is threatened by the Ayatollahs getting a nuclear bomb. Well, David Rubin, he is with us. He is the uh, former mayor of Shiloh, Israel. And we've got more from David coming up. David, when we, we come back and talk, I want to address the issue of a lack, a clear lack of leadership. I mean, you just exampled Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan had a clear vision. He was resolute in what he believed. And it wasn't that, uh, you know, Russia uh, or Gorbachev was dictating to Ronald Reagan and to the United States or to the world. It was definitely the United States of America holding on to its world position and communicating a vision to Gorbachev and the rest of the communists that, uh, you know, they had to come alongside and compliment. If not, then uh, they were going to pay a serious price for it. We've got more coming up with David Rubin. Stay with us right here on Bill Martinez Live. Thirteen minutes before the top of the hour, America, Bill Martinez Live back with you. Great to have you on with us as always. Well, um, here's the scenario, and we've got David Rubin with us. He's the former mayor of Shiloh and a political analyst, and, uh, of course, he's been uh, on the show many times and keeping us up to date as to what's happening there in the Middle East. Now, David, as we were talking before, we we had a meeting that was supposed to take place with Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and Palestinian Authority Prime Minister Salam Fayyad, but uh, it didn't happen. And meanwhile, the Palestinians come in and they've, uh, you know, the, the, the prime minister himself sends a surrogate with a letter uh, kind of demanding rights here of, of Israel. And you're saying there's more to this than what we're seeing. Oh, sure. They, look, they, the Iranian uh, standoff is, is carrying weight in everything. Uh, prime Minister Netanyahu... Uh, is trying to show that he's a peacemaker because the Obama administration has been sending out leaks uh, over the past few weeks uh, accusing Netanyahu of, of beating the drums of war, uh, that, that, that he is trying to, uh, he's threatening to attack Iran and, and that it could have ramifications for the whole world. Uh, the, the, these are the, 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 le- the leaks coming out of the Obama administration uh, trying to do everything in their power to stop Netanyahu uh, from going ahead with a preemptive strike against Iran. And because of that, uh, Netanyahu is becoming defensive, and and he's trying to show that he's a peacemaker. Uh, so he's trying to change that public image rather than just stating the facts as they need to be stated. So he's, he's trying to meet with the Palestinian Authority terrorists, mm-hmm. 
uh, to show that he's a peacemaker. Right. And the, the Palestinian Authority, because they know what's really going on, uh, so so they're, they're just becoming more and more arrogant, and, and they're, they're trying to dictate terms to the Israelis. Well, uh, Benjamin Netanyahu is in a in a tough situation here, so he's almost in a parallel universe to where he has to be sensitive to the international viewpoint, and so he's showing himself as you know still being open for negotiation and and a peaceful negotiation, but yet you you have to know that Israel is committed to stay the course to protect their national security, and so here it is they're going to move forward just as Iran is continuing to move forward. You know they're saying one moment that they're open and come in and and uh you know send your inspectors in but yet they're uh giving them limited access uh to be able to discern you know how far along uh are they you know with their nuclear program yeah it's it's actually a very complicated game of chess Mm -hmm. that's going on right now Uh, and and, in which each side is, is trying to choose its next move and uh, but but ultimately, it's going to get to the point where uh, where Israel is going to have to go after the king. Exactly. Uh, there, there's, there's there's just no way around it, and you know we'll have to just uh, do what needs to be done. It would be nice if if we could really believe that it's possible to sit down and chat with uh, these uh, you know ayatollahs in Iran, and and that there's going to be some sort of peaceful resolution. There is no way that it's going to happen. We, we've heard their statements. We have to believe the threats that they're launching at us every single day. And we have to believe the, you know, our intelligence, which says that uh, they are going ahead full speed with their nuclear weapons program. Well, and they've certainly been emboldened after everything that's happened with the Arab Spring and, and uh, you know, the, the shifting of power that's going on there in the Middle East. You know, why is Israel the only country, David, criticizing the diplomatic talks between Iran and the U.S., Europeans and others? Well, the, the, the talks that are going on are, are not doing anything to stop the nuclear weapons program. In fact, it's, it works just the opposite way. Because they they had their initial meeting uh, yesterday, their, their, or two days ago, their initial talks. Uh, they they met for a few hours, and and they were, so what came out of it? Uh, they said that there was a nice atmosphere, and that they're going to be meeting again in five weeks. Uh, so you know, imagine they meet again in five weeks, and there's no progress, but they have a nice atmosphere again. Mm. Uh, so then they'll meet again five weeks later. And meanwhile, these are, are precious weeks uh, that, that the Iranians are using to continue their nuclear weapons program, uh, to move, move full speed ahead. And it gives them a, a block of time. It gives them a respite uh, from all of the pressure from the free world. Exactly. Well, and it's amazing to me that the international community cannot see, you know, see through all this and, and the delay tactics. I mean, they talk about it. Pundits, commentaries are, are coming out saying, hey, this is, you know, this is not a good thing. But yet uh, they continue to allow for these delay tactics to take place. Yeah, yeah, they well, they do. And, uh, you know, it makes me wonder whether President Obama is truly against the Iranians getting nuclear weapons. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 very, it's very hard to look at 
the situation going on and to believe that he truly wants to stop their program. If he really wanted to stop the program, he would just give Israel uh, whatever passive support, uh, whether it's te- technical or political support, uh, he would just give it to Israel and let Israel go ahead and do the job. Uh, we, you know, we have a, a strong military, thank God, and we've we've worked very hard on uh, preparing to counter all existential threats. And this is an existential threat that is greater than any existential threat that Israel has ever faced. So, so it's it's, it's critical uh, that we have the, the United States uh, standing with us at least passively. And um, so, th- this is a real test for Obama. Will, will he really be on board with Israel, or is his uh, pro-Israel image that his campaign is is pushing forth all show? And uh, frankly, I believe that it's a show. Yeah. Well, David Rubin, you know, this is what really, uh, to me, just blatantly demonstrates the lack of leadership, as we were talking in the previous segment. This is a, a situation, again, where leadership is required, and it appears that... Um, you know, this administration really does not have a, uh, a convicted vision for what should happen. You know, they, you know we hear, uh, you know, we hear the words that uh, we cannot uh, deal with a, uh, we don't want to deal with a, uh, a nuclear Iran, but, uh, you know, the actions do not seem to support what's being said. Uh, no, 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 it doesn't. And, I, I think that what we're going to see in the coming days as as the um, American presidential elections fall in, uh, head into full speed, uh, where it looks like it's going to be Romney against Obama, and, uh, you know, of course, Romney's going to be choosing a running mate. Hopefully it'll be somebody who has a strong foreign policy uh, position mm-hmm. and uh, a strong understanding of, of the issues that are that are facing our two countries uh, in these times, because um, tr- truly America and Israel have to be standing together against these threats. Uh, all, of, all of the problems with the economy uh, will will not be solved uh, unless you deal with with these existential threats at first, and and that that's what's going to have to be done. Well, David, you know, what surprises me is that these countries, uh, you you know, from the EU and, uh, you you know, and others, that they somehow are getting some sense of encouragement by these, even these delay tactics, and and they're very optimistic that they can end the crisis. I mean, what what are they seeing that we're not seeing? Uh, Economics. Uh, they they have strong econo- economic ties with with Iran. Mm-hmm. Uh, they the, the Europeans were were very resistant to any sort of uh, intensive sanctions plan that that they can't get around. Uh, the Russians and the Chinese are even more so uh, opposed to a sanctions plan. Uh, the, the it's all economics. It's all mm-hmm. it's all about money. And but when it comes down to it, as I said a moment ago, uh, the the foreign policy principles are all that really matter. Because if if you don't have principles that are going to protect your country uh, from from these you know wild-eyed uh, dictators and fanatics, uh, then then you're not going to be able to win the war uh, in the long term. You may win a battle. 
uh, but you're not going to win the war. That's something that Winston Churchill understood exactly. uh, well before World War II, uh, where he spoke about how uh, Hitler and the, and the Nazis were going to have to be combated, that you have to stand up to terrorism. He also understood the threat from Islamic terrorism at that time, uh, which, you know, obviously people weren't talking about Islamic terrorism so much. Uh, but, I mean, there are some amazing quotes in my book, The Islamic Tsunami, uh, from Winston Churchill, from John Quincy Adams, all these people that understood the threat from Islamic terrorism in in a time when people weren't even calling it that. Exactly. But they, they understood the threat from this uh, fanaticism. Well, David, we've got about a minute and a half left here, and I want to ask you, because this has been uh, kind of, well, now I'm told a minute here. So real quick here, uh, Obama offered Israel bunker busters in exchange for a commitment from Netanyahu to postpone any attack until 2013, till after the elections. Is there any truth to that? Oh, of course. Um, the, these things don't come out. Uh, so, um, a report like that doesn't come out if it's just a rumor. Yes. Uh, there, there was a, a leak from uh, an, there was a leak from an Israeli uh, diplomat uh, who was in those meetings with Obama and Netanyahu. Uh, the, the the offer was real. Uh, Israel was offered the, those uh, weapons, and uh, but but it was with the condition that he can't attack until after the elections. Exactly. David Rubin, the mayor of Shiloh, former mayor of Shiloh, Israel, has been our guest. That's a wrap for Bill Martinez. We'll see you tomorrow.